You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Closer to ten. Inching closer to ten. The big, the big lead up to the big. <laughs> apparently, uh, according to our Tumblr community, the big lead up to the big story. Well, this this is going to be another step in a long staircase of you and I letting many people down. Yeah, I mean, I've been letting people down since I was born. I you actually know, old hands at this. Truly, I absolutely let people down the second I was born because I was born. And I did when I when I came out of my mother. I was born in a crossfire hurricane. No, I was um I uh, was born in Glens Falls Hospital, and I when I popped out, I didn't cry or anything. <laughs> and I gave people, I gave of course my my father and my mother and the doctors, I gave them all pause because I thought I was stillborn. You were already, like, annoyed and aggravated. Yeah. You were already over it. (laughs) I was already over it. And I was already a fucking prankster ball buster. I was like, just kidding, not stillborn. (laughs) And then they hung me upside down and slapped my ass. Which is a, uh, which is a, foretells my sexual future. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that was an easy one. That was an easy, yeah, that was an easy one. Uh, So anyway, let's not go for the low-hanging fruit here. Hey, I uh, if I didn't go for the low-hanging fruit, I wouldn't have any fruit at all. So. <laughs> I wonder where we'd be if we really if we strive to greater things. You know, I think that I would be driving a sports car. Uh, I think I would live in a um, uh, upper middle class neighborhood. I'd have a job that I, I didn't hate but I didn't love, and uh, I would have never played music, and I would have never met any of you. 
That makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's what would have happened. I, I would have seen, uh, I would yesterday have... almost I came within a few feet of getting run over by a sports car. An Audi A8. And yeah, it was an Audi. And I seriously considered for one second just leaping in front of it. And you know, I mean, I'd have a broken hip. I'd be laying around playing, you know, fucking King's Quest for uh, a couple weeks. <laughs> but uh, a lot of zeros on that is, uh, uh, on that settlement check. Is King's Quest really a game? King's Quest. Uh, there yes, was many King's Quest. I think there was. You know, I opened a can of worms here because I'm gonna say there was six, but some fucking asshole is gonna come at me and be like, "There were nine. Uh, actually, dude, there, there were, were nine. Not, you posed. There were nine individual quests. For King's Quest. <laughs> <laughs> so." Uh, uh, it's not a good, as good of a game as Unreal Tournament, though. Uh, I, I, man, I, I spent a lot of years where I should have been touching boobs playing King's Quest. <laughs> Justin says that we should listen, we should play the game Zork. I've never heard that game before. Uh, I know about Sporks. Yeah, that's, that sounds deep. Or Snorks. Remember the Snorks? I do remember the <laughs> We're getting we're gonna get remember there was almost like a Commodore sixty four game where you just were like uh, go east. You'd have to type in and they would uh, stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, King's Quest was pretty similar to that. When you play Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and you say, Do you want maximum verbosity? and you always say yes. You it's the same sort of yes. game. Zork yeah. was the same like text based, massively multiplayer on yeah. online role playing game. No, it wasn't. Uh, King's Quest was <laughs> like go east, uh, walk forward. Look at witch, and then like the witch sees you, haha! Ha, like inside fucking nerd joke from 1983. This is this sounds great. It was tremendous. It, it was really great. good. You know, not very often. I, I I'm 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 glad that I was born when I was born because I missed all of that shit. Yes, <laughs> you were just outside of it. Just outside the realm uh, of awful computer games. <laughs> what about Space Quest? Did you catch Space Quest at all? It was terrible. <laughs> Space Quest, I've never played. Okay, um, Space Quest, very similar to, uh, to King's Quest. There was also the, the less popular Police Quest, which I thought was dope, but uh, nobody quest. else did, apparently. Look, I my parents were hit. My mother, especially, was a hippie. She didn't buy me G.I. Joes until I could make money to buy my own, so I ended up <laughs> buying G.I. Joes when I was, like, 13, and I had a fucking paper route just because I never had them before. <laughs> Shit, I can like, finally afford Duke. I can finally afford Duke or Flint or, uh, or the, uh, the the big hundred dollar. It was really a bad bad move on my parents' part because I started spending all my money on fucking GI Joes. But when I was way too old to have GI Joes, I bought the hovercraft and shit. It was really awesome. Oh um, man! When I was a kid, they you know they had all those little fucking toys, that that little stupid saw blade they could ride in and like climb up walls and shit. <laughs> but there was always the one kid on my block who had like the straight up F-15 yeah. G.I. Joe fighter it was like the size of my torso it was fucking ridiculous I, I read that's a great story when I was a child uh, and uh, the, the street that ran behind my parents house was Mason Street and there was this kid named Ryan Mershon who had um, hope I'm not outing anybody here I'm sure Ryan Mershon <laughs> fucking working at a tree service somewhere in Ryan Mershon almost hit me Party. with his Audi yesterday yeah. Ryan Mershon in a weird twist is, is an investment banker in New York City and almost hit Andrew with his Audi uh, no, he guaranteed works for it works at the mill in Glens Falls or works for a fucking tree <laughs> removal service or some shit but uh, he had the F-15 G.I. Joe F-15 and me and this kid John Warner were like we're like fake tough, but we knew who we could pick on because we were we weren't very tough. But we were tougher than this kid, and we uh, he took his uh, F fifteen and <laughs> threw it across the street and uh, into and crashed into uh, his across the street neighbor's foundation and broke into a million fucking pieces. <laughs> 
Uh, I was maybe like uh, like eight or nine when that happened. We used to have bike races and stuff. And kids I'm, that have those toys never want to play with them. That was no. Like that's what happened when I was yeah. Like somebody had like the six million dollar man who had like the weird like uh, telescope eye. And it never and, like, wanted to never, play with it. Never, ever, ever would let us like uh, play with it. No, well, no. Was, so, like who? Who's fucking little kid dick do I have to suck to play with the fucking Thundercats lair? You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> I think we have the title of the next podcast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Who's little kid's dick do I have to suck? Yeah. To play, to play with the... Anyways, we're, we're digressing a lot, and we just alienated uh, every mem- every person listening to this podcast who is <laughs> who isn't 35. So. All that work we did over the past uh, six weeks undone yes, in um, uh, nine minutes and not, 50. Actually, not even, because I was rolling before this. That's like four minutes. Tumblr... Tumblr on unfriend unfollowing. That's a it's a heavy weird deal. Um, you know, I just realized Tumblr is based around the corner from my job. Really? You should yeah, because when we get people following us, I get emails to my phone, and it's always like, you know, John Chance is now following you, and then like some smiley face, and then it's the address <laughs> of Tumblr. Which I, if I stood outside my job and threw a stone, I would hit Tumblr's office. You should ask them why we don't get more asks, bro. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go over there tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's Saturday. Uh, I'm going to go over there on uh, Monday and uh, ask the hard questions. Where, 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 why don't we get more asks? Where are our? I mean, this is I'm learning all of this because I've been a, I've been like a social hermit, and uh, it's you know a lot of Tumblr things I'm just getting used to, and I, it made me I thought I was pretty hip, but this is like all new and interesting. It seems like a depository for uh, the cooler aspects of life, like posting Beavis and Butthead pictures and uh, like embracing married with children, and, like very much a 90s renaissance now, which I appreciate to a point. Um, speaking of 90s... It goes deeper than that. There, You can get in some real shitty <laughs> well, 90s no. renaissance well, on Tumblr. Well, the problem is I, I was checking out our Tumblr and work uh, at work, and I was like, oh, you know, show flyer, you know, picture of an amp. Oh, a pierced tit. Really big on the screen, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was good. And I so. think my coworker Shelly saw it, and uh, now she thinks I look at pierced tits at work, which is amazing. Which isn't untrue. I mean, she which, just knows. No, that. no. I mean, I don't beat off at work or anything. But if I, you know, sometimes I'm walking back from lunch, or I just finished cooking my brown rice at work because I'm on that tip, and I was like, man, I really need to look at a pierced tit right now. <laughs> You know, in between you make this salad complete. Yeah, in between grading funding applications and uh, having meetings with clients and all this other stuff I do, um, I look at a pierced tit and I uh, rub the head of my penis through my khakis. That's the way it works. I, this is how I achieve nirvana. I sit quietly for twenty-five to thirty minutes and I look at a pierced tit and I don't speak. Well. Nirvana just reminded me of Seattle, which reminded me of a couple stories, and it also reminded oh, me <laughs> reminded me that the Seattle Seahawks fucking blew it. And you lost. know, oh my god, I was in a uh, I was in a Starbucks in uh, uh, Burlington, Vermont, mm. and I you know I didn't there, nobody in Burlington, Vermont is playing a Seahawks game because it's Vermont. You know they. I think they watched Bob Ross all day. I don't know. It was, it was just like real, like really, really like yeah, soft dude P- town. It's like PBS on every station. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just I'm like refreshing ESPN, like fucking like the GameCast, trying to get it. The way it looked was when the Seahawks came up for the two seconds that they were yeah. ahead. It looked on my screen like the game was over, so I spiked my phone. I started doing yeah. like victory dances in the fucking me, Starbucks. Yeah, me, like texting dip, you. Uh, yeah, and well, then I sneeze and I look up and it's it's over. Well, um, 
Yeah, and at that very moment, I was in this very room with the television on, and Justin next to me. It was, and it was really a stressful game. I had my Marshawn Lynch jersey on, and I thought we won with 30 seconds left, and then fucking yep. fucking KJ Wright fucking do- dogs it up the middle. Can't can't make fucking high school coverage on the fucking on Tony Gonzalez, who's like only the most celebrated fucking tight end in the league. Future and we're, Hall of Famer. Fe, future Hall of Famer, fucking Tony Gonzalez, whatever, and and he throws it right to him, and they get in field goal range, and I said the word cunt fucker. That's what I said. <laughs> I said cunt fucker, and um, because I was gonna run out in the street, I was all getting ready because I was gonna run out in the street and do some cute shit like yeah, fucking Seahawks. Pointing at cars, because Justin lives on a busy street. I'd be like, pointing at cars, giving them the double fucking guns and shit. But instead, I uh, I was in a haze of sorrow as we watched that next fucking shitty game coming up. What, the, the, the For fucking, like a quarter and a half. Like before yeah, the it's like not only yeah. that, but then we have to watch a cocksucking Patriots game. And like, Well, it's funny, because the night before, we were, we were in Boston. And I, I don't want to be in Boston. And I don't want to, certainly don't want to go to a sports bar in Boston. Um, but I was, we were playing a show at the Democracy Center, as we spoke about last week. No, you were not. And really? I, we were. We were playing, we were playing a show at a place called the Democracy Center. <laughs> Did they have an info um, shop? Have- and even though it was actually a lot of fun, everyone was really nice, it was not like the awful fucking, like, uh, uh, like Tumblr fucking horse shit that I expected it would be. Okay. Um... I still would prefer to be watching a football game to be at a hardcore show. So I, you know, I <laughs> swallowed my pride and I went to the bar next door. And I just happened to walk in at the point where Joe Flacco made that fucking, that completion that's that's going to be probably the completion of his career. Oh, the one the Tory Smith? Yeah. Absolutely out of control. And the, uh, the Ravens are sort of my backup team when the Giants fucking lick shit like they did this year. So, Justin uh, loves the Ravens, by the way. The yeah, Ravens. there you go. <laughs> So that was really exciting. I got really pumped. And then the next day, I'm like, we, we did it again. The fucking Seahawks did it now. Like, fucking, yeah. I'm, I'm killing 30 seconds all over. And nope. Super annoying. And super annoying week for football. I, we, and then our... On the football theme, we can transition, like, smoothly to uh, the fake internet girlfriend. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's... <laughs> no, you're going to have to we walk can, me through you know, this because I don't know, like... I tried to read the CNN article about it, and it was written by somebody who I swear to God has attention deficit disorder because it didn't make any sense to me, and I gave up halfway through. So you're gonna have to give me the uh, okay, kind well, of the idea of what's going on. I mean, I can give you the embryonic story. Like, uh, there's a middle linebacker from the Notre Dame football team named Monty Teo, who's Samoan, I think, or Hawaiian. I don't know. He's, he's yeah. not. He's Do, not does white. he have he's his not, uh, his face white, tattooed? Okay, yeah. guys. He's an ethnic dude. Uh, he is Mormon. You know, very straight laced. You know, probably hasn't been laid yet because he went to fucking school in Utah. Yeah, he's a real well, Mormon. He's a, Mor- a Mormon Samoan, like a real like small yeah. like, subset of like. The he's world. a Mormon Samoan, yeah. So he's a Mormon moron, and he probably hasn't touched a piece of pussy in his life, or even jerked off, or anything. So he gets caught up in like a internet romance with this girl that he met on Twitter. Here's where I get foggy because I also check out because this story just. He just did the internet all wrong. And I have a lot of yeah, experience with internet relationships. <laughs> and he did it all wrong. Um, he got hoaxed out, but not for money, just for, like, somebody who was legitimately just wanting to be mean to him, I think. Wow. <laughs> and, and Somebody uh, was pulling a waka waka. <laughs> exactly. And um, 
I don't know, Justin. Like the and, and uh, this woman faked her own death, and he never actually met her. Only talked to her. Only 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 talked to her on the phone, quote unquote. Got pictures of her even when she was dying in the hospital. Uh, she would only he would only get like texted photos of her in the hospital, which I don't know how they pulled that off. No, someone that uses like Skype, like uh, yeah, to talk to his family, like managed to not Skype his girlfriend ever. No, never. Yeah. No. Which you know, which and then you, but you know that there was nothing sexual going on. No, because they didn't have Skype sex. They didn't send dirty sexts. They didn't send. I got. They didn't send dirty sex. They didn't send dirty pictures. They didn't send anything. But the best thing that this guy can do is just come clean and be like, "Yeah, well, I'm like really naive. I'm like not very smart because I play defense, and, and I should probably just, you know, it's <laughs> I'm cool. A linebacker. I'm a linebacker, Jesus. and I, okay. I, 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 I literally headbutt people for a living, so. Uh, I feel like ever since Tim Tebow, all these college dudes you gave everyone a pass to be like a fucking soft weirdo. Oh, it's true. Definitely. So, you know, now everyone's finding fucking, like, everyone fucking, every fullback's finding Allah. Everyone's fucking, you know, <laughs> like, sustaining head injuries and, and fucking seeing Jesus. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. I love it. I love the story. I hope he... But the cool thing is that he actually is fucking up and not saying anything about anything, so everybody's already formed their own opinion. I heard the local news guy, the local uh, sports show that I prank call relentlessly every day on my way home. <laughs> it was great. Today Today I, I called and said that, I, they were talking about Lance Armstrong, and I said, you know, and then he made a joke about Lance Armstrong only having one testicle. So I called the sports show as, uh, <laughs> as Jeff in Albany. I was like, hey, it's Jeff in Albany. Uh, uh, I just want to say I'm a testicular cancer survivor from 2007. <laughs> And uh, I find it very. I was like on the phone. I was like, I find it very insulting that you make that joke. And then they spent like the next ten minutes, literally, as I'm just driving. My fault. Spending the next ten minutes of their show like backtracking and apologizing, <laughs> creating chaos for this poor son of a bitch who like probably didn't want to move to Albany, didn't want to work in Albany, uh, and got uh, run out of Austin. Got run out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, oh, he, he got God. fired from Fox Sports Radio. He used to be a national guy. And now it's a Bruce Bruce Jacobs. Uh, game on with Bruce Jacobs. Not even Buffalo. Not even Buffalo. <laughs> not even sports. Not even a pro sports. Not even a pro sports. Just... Yeah, you, you got you're calling River Rats games, dude. Like yeah. congratulations. Um, I don't know, man. I think Montateo. I mean, that's that's the thing is he's really bad at the uh, internet. He has no internet game, I guess. Because no one would fall for that shit. He's like, oh, uh, we used to fall asleep on the phone with one another. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like horse shit to me, man. This is me forming an opinion, I guess. But yeah, that sounds like uh, it. I mean, it's 2013 now, yeah. right? It's 13. I is like, is anybody that naive? Because yes. I mean, I'm yes. I'm 33 years old. I should be falling for stupid internet shit left and right. I mean, I I recognize Mimi. I'm a little quicker on the uptake, having grown up with King's Quest. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. what, that, what what what? Like that's that that story sounds like some horse shit to me. Well, not only that, but he didn't have any side action because when yeah. you have an internet girlfriend, you also some people tend to have like a, a local. Well, no, that's Notre Dame's trying to like spin that now and say that he was getting some. Uh... Local Somebody person. Somebody on the side. Like, oh, is that right? Oh, like, okay. okay. So, for once, a college like, oh, no, sports fucking franchise tries to, uh, yeah. to give somebody sex as opposed okay, to claiming so it never happened. Never mind. The party line now is that Notre Dame said, hey, Monte Teo gets plenty of fucking cutty around yeah. here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of strange. A lot of strange were running in that his dorm room. So yeah. don't even fucking worry about Leani yeah. Lalani or whatever her name was. Because yeah. that shit don't matter. When he goes to the fucking NFL and becomes a millionaire, you all can line up and suck his dick. That's but the lesson from all of this 
Is anyone on the internet could be some dude named Mark. That's true. <laughs> I feel like everyone on the internet is some dude named Mark. It's like, I just true. walk into any situation like assuming that. Yeah. Like, uh, anybody on the internet could be some dude named Mark. So, all you fucking lonely, hardcore dudes out in Montana fucking trying to get some girl off the B9 board, some dude named Mark. It's Mark. Yeah, really just and remember, you're a Mark. Remember that, Mark. <laughs> it's Mark. He works overnight answering telephones for Verizon. Yes, exactly. And then he's fucking talking to you on his fake Facebook profile. Uh, you know, some girl named fucking Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> really hey, where have you been? Beth. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> LOL. Is, it, is this real life? <laughs> uh, fucking awesome. I recently, I recently had uh, uh, the woman who I dated in Seattle and, uh, and was caused a lot of mess in my life recently reached out to me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, shit. Which one? The one from Seattle, man. The one no with the tour shit. girl. Did she hear this thing? Nah, maybe. I don't give a fuck. Um, but, uh, yeah, she reached out to me and ad- re-added me on Facebook and said she was thinking about me. And I was like, okay. Wow. I was like, cool story. Awesome. <laughs> you're still, you're still like real weird. But she's got, she's got like this Hitler Youth thing going on now, which I think is interesting. She changed up her look a little bit, so that's cool. But uh, might hate minorities now. She might hate minorities now. That's cool. All right, it's fine. No problem. Um, a lot can happen. In, but uh, what, what's been what two years since? Uh... It's been two years since since Seattle, since the rise and fall, since the battle for okay. Seattle. All right, <laughs> the battle for Seattle. Been two years, and I, I think time heals old wounds for sure. I don't. I truly don't care. It was wisdom. I like to shake her hand and say thank you for showing me my depths. Thank you for coming on our live podcast. <laughs> thank you for coming on our live podcast, which I certainly will try to do. No question. Please God. For episode ten, we're gonna hit it out of the park. We're actually gonna get some. We're gonna get the girl on the fucking line. The girl that I fucking like left the fucking tour for in my bipolar haze because uh, that I know right <laughs> we always tease that fucking episode oh please god let this happen I, I'm gonna ask her because I have zero to lose and I don't care at all <laughs> it's gonna be really good I, you know and funny enough I there was a girl that I briefly dated who I said hey you know um, I was talking to her online uh, of course, and I said, uh, "Hey, you know, just to give you a heads up, because this is how nice I am, even though I, I mean, oh, come on, man, I'm nice." He laughs. He laughs when I say that. This is how. Oh, okay, I was talking to her. I'm like, look, because her and I had a similar situation where you know I went to visit her and shit got weird because she didn't really like me, but she thought she did. That kind of thing. Um, awesome. Yeah, it always happens. And. Um, so I was like, hey, you know, I'll probably bring it up on the podcast at some point because she's already told me that she listens to the podcast. And she, like, caught a fish. She caught a fucking case about it. She was like, oh. No shit. Yeah, it was, like, weird. She's like, I don't know if I can, you know, I guess. And then we got into this, like, then we had to, like, talk about what happened again. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, you know, you told me to leave you alone, so I left you alone. <laughs> Like, I asked you then like I, I, the, the last part was I, I texted her to say how was your Thanksgiving and she's like she texted me back you really need to leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome which is so nice yeah. and fucking reasonable 
Uh, swear to God, it happened. I guess I, I guess I did tell. I guess I just told the story anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> but, um, yep. Whoops. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but what, what is she going to apply for a job in the future? Yeah. Like you know, I was listening to a podcast and uh, I, I get a, a weird sense about you. You know what? That's the shit you can't hide, son. That's the shit you can't hide. You know, you're mean when you're mean like that. But, you know, on the other end, though, I was kind of an unhinged weirdo about it. I was very clingy and weird, and I, I wanted to talk to her on the phone every night. So maybe it's my fault. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Probably. 50-50? It's a 50... No, it's like a 60-40, I think. <laughs> it's a push, all right. <laughs> it's a push. It's a, I mean, you know, and it, it was... Uh, I, was in lo- I was in love. It wasn't even in lust, because we never did it, or really did anything. So I was like, uh, you know, I... I uh, <laughs> I thought it was. I thought she was cool, and then uh, you know that didn't work out. So. But, uh, Interesting time for you. And I inadvertently, uh, and the the saddest thing. This is why all of my stories like this are always like fucking daggers because she had professed that she had a ongoing crush on me for like five years before I, by coincidence, started talking, kicking game to her on the internet. She's like, oh, when I realized it was you, I got all crazy because I've had a crush on you for, like, five fucking years. Where did she know you from five years ago? She knew me from being in my fucking burning, the Burning Bridges, burning bridges. fucking oh, hardcore band. shit. When I sang fucking, I will not be denied, and all those fucking bad hardcore lyrics, which any, I mean, whatever. And uh, look it up. Burning Bridges, Albany Hardcore. That is my first real deal band, man. Andrew's got fucking police line and the jury. We don't talk about that on here. Oh, sorry, dude. Uh, <laughs> you can, we can erase it. Edit it, edit it for time. Edit it for time. I was thinking about uh, about that a few days ago. We were we were talking about it this weekend, where I uh, I gave uh, friend of the room Chris Lawrence um, yeah. free reign to put out the police line discography, and that was uh, years and years ago. It is as of yet to uh, to surface. I'm putting it out. I'm gonna do it. Gonna, oh, you're going to do it? All right. I'm going to give Chris Lawrence $50. Chris Lawrence's obsession with putting out the, uh, the police line discography. He does. He talked. To, when I worked with him, he talked about it all the time, man. He's like, That's oh. his white whale. He's like, I'm just waiting to wait for the police line discography to drop. That shit's going to be fucking great. Yeah, I'm going to play the fucking alternate versions of Yabasta and shit like that, man. <laughs> come on, man. Like, come on, Andrew. You got your shit now, man, but you wrote a song called Yabasta. So whatever. We've got... There, I, mean, I think he's got them now. We... Uh, we spent a lot, well, what seemed like a lot of money at the time, was in retrospect, probably like $400, but uh, we spent a lot of money recording with these two guys. We, I don't know where the fuck we found these guys. We, I feel like I just, like, opened up a phone book and fucking, like, put a hand over my eyes and just went to the first place I pointed at. Um, these two redneck fucking <laughs> yahoos in, like, Round Lake, middle of nowhere. Man, there is a session that is... Absolutely atrocious on those reels. It is. It has got to be one of the worst things I have ever put to tape in my life. It's bad. There's a Creedence Clearwater Revival cover oh, in there somewhere. Oh, that's good. When you guys went through your Creedence phase, that was like. Remember yeah. that time we played that show at ABC No Rio, and which that girl who uh, got who I, I just talked about was actually at that show. Oh no and, shit! Uh, yeah, right. and uh, we played that show at ABC No Rio, and it was like a fucking lame crowd. And I walked over. And I found it, I, it was an audio cable hanging out of the PA, but nobody had 
thought to put any music on. So I put on my iPod with like 40 Creedence songs. And all of a sudden, the place had a fucking good time. But there was some... It was true. It was great. Creedence is good party music. If you're ever going to have a party, just put some Creedence on. But there was, some, there was a couple fucking runny nose fucking crust punks who were all bent out of fucking shape about it. What is my fucking dad here? Yeah, exactly. It, precisely. Probably what they said. What is my fucking dad? Put on so, dystopia. What are you doing? Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's don't remember kids. Don't you don't ever be too hardcore. All right? You can listen to anything you want, honestly. And, and they uh, but that was cool. And then we played uh, Neil Young Zuma. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that shit, man. We got to if we ever uh, you know, if we if we don't put out a discography of old stuff, we should uh, just put like a uh, like you know how the Pet Shop Boys released like their uh, uh, CD of their class their favorite songs. We should do the same. Yeah. <laughs> like over, overnight drive mix. Like we should make a SoundCloud for overnight drive and just. That's a great idea. All, We're gonna get on that yeah, shit. And put all. I made a techno mix uh, on. I'm really into um, uh, moving on quickly. I'm in. I'm just Justin and I have started listening to Detroit techno. Why? I don't know. What no defines idea. Detroit techno as opposed to uh, like Alabama techno? Uh, because Detroit techno's got a mixture of a lot of different things: uh, Italo disco, new wave. Um, they name check. There's, there's a microphone running in the background where you can hear somebody steal a, like a Chrysler in real yes. time as, uh, somebody, as it plays. Uh, a, a burning Chrysler of a Baron. Yeah. Uh, at some points. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, Justin likes it because it reminds him of home, it and I, I like it because it gives me, it lends credibility to my bullshit life, and uh, <laughs> and I think that perhaps because my entire life revolves around impressing women, uh, not really, but some sort of right. But it's also like a weird like a uh, intersection of like a uh, Euro culture in Detroit, which makes no sense like whatsoever. <laughs> right. Right, it was, I mean, the, the originators of Detroit Techno, like Channel One, for instance, were, like, heavily influenced by Kraftwerk, but they were also, like, like really influenced by soul music, but they were also, like, really okay. ghetto dudes. Yeah, real ghetto. And, like, real uh, ghetto dudes into Kraftwerk. Yeah, like, people really like that, weird. like, guys from Chicago, like, Frankie Knuckles and stuff like that. You know, and, and uh, I started listening to it as a joke, which is uh, the reason I started listening to a lot of things. And all of a sudden, I just find myself listening to it all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm like a new one through my techno phase at age 35. I just need a pair of goggles on my head. I'll be perfect. Like a rooftop rave at uh, Hotel Yorba. <laughs> exactly. We should have a rooftop rave, Andrew. We should throw it. An overnight drive release party. When, you know, we'll release something and we'll have a, a, a party with DJs and it'll be amazing because nobody does that ever. Yeah. Everybody on my fucking <laughs> Facebook fucking page, on my Facebook, stop inviting me to your fucking raves. I don't care. Yo, stop inviting me to shit, period. I'm not going to your bullshit stop. on Facebook. Couldn't care less. Couldn't give a fuck. If you invite me to your fucking show, I'm not going. Yeah, as a point, I'll yeah, be, I, I will not go simply despite you. I'll, I'll, I, I'll go. I'll fucking throw a Carl Rossi jug full of gas in that fucking building. <laughs> Fuck you. Carl <laughs> Rossi. I'll go. I'll hang out at the Stewarts across the street. Yeah, Valentine. And I'll have like a gross, like steamed hot dog and uh, like a Welch's grape juice. And I'll have a way uh, But I won't time. go to your show. Yeah, and I won't pay no. for it. Actually, I'll go to your show and I'll not pay for it. That's what I'll do. Oh, hey, you know the the they that's frowned upon now. You have to pay. I know. Got to pay, man. Got to pay. What I cost. love is I haven't worked at uh, the bar I used to work at Albany. I haven't worked at Valentine's in what like almost five years at this point. I yeah. still walk in there like I own the joint. That's true, boy. Hey, you know we have uh, Andrew. Uh, yeah, Andrew was like the mayor of that place for a while. We're talking about shit that really nobody knows about. 
Uh, so. Yeah, you know, I noticed uh, we've started with, uh, between reviews and messages we've been getting, mm -hmm. we have, uh, it seems like we've started to break out of having just uh, kind of pale, pasty, maybe a little overweight hardcore nerds listening to us, which was, you know, our core audience right. since the start, God bless. Um, but it seems like we're actually moving out of that a little bit. Like, I've started to have, like, uh, regular 9-to-5ers and whatnot start to uh, send us messages. That's it's great. really cool. That's so awesome. So I'm going to I'm gonna try stop to stop talking about, like, fucking, like, under oath and hate breed uh, as much. Uh, I'll, I'll try. Well, Andrew, speaking of, um, you played three shows this past week. <laughs> 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 you played three shows this past week. And say, tell yep. me, tell me, friend, uh, say, Andrew, how were the shows? Um, it was, uh, it was all right. Can you explain, explain show. to me why your initial reaction was, eh. All right, here's the deal. The Brooklyn show was at a, uh, a space that people live in. It's like, a, to, if you haven't been in one of these spaces, I'm going to be hard-pressed to explain to you how it works, but it's like a very big apartment that instead of a living room, there's a show space. <laughs> Uh, if this kind of living appeals to you, I think you have brain damage. But I mean, I, you know, it takes all kinds. So. I was gonna say, sounds awesome. Sign me up. Yeah. So there's yeah. So there's you know, I, I'd imagine probably ten people live there. It's like the kind of play, it's kind of spot where it's like it's like you know seven thirty on a Sunday morning and somebody's playing bass. Yeah, you know, it, exactly. But it's like bass or a phaser. Like, what yeah. are you doing? I bought a phaser. Okay. It's seven in the morning. Oh, I know. I bought a phaser. Tonight, man. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh, you're into sludge now. That's good. Cool. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, but I mean, everyone who, I only met one guy who was doing sound. I don't know if he even lived there. He was a nice enough guy. Everything was cool. Yeah. Um, but there were so many people. Like, this place was huge, and it was still like a sardine can. Wow. That's, that's, that speaks well um, for the band, though. Yeah, but you know what? I don't, I don't want to, I would rather have less people show up and be able to breathe. Because... When we got there, it, since it's a house, it's not like a club. There were people smoking indoors. <laughs> oh, good! I, as as so a public terrible. service announcement, oh, if you smoke indoors in uh, like a common—not even a common space, but in what is a sense, in essence, a public space—at that point. Mm. Uh, not to mince word, but you're a low piece of shit. Sorry, I don't know how to. I don't know how to cushion that blow. But you are an absolute 100% low piece true. of shit. Um, you're but... like a cave person. That's like that's not a human thing to do. That's an actual subhuman thing to do is to smoke indoors when there are three or four hundred strangers around. <laughs> Although you know, strangely enough, in Europe, I'll let someone live on that shit because that's like more of a cultural. Well, Europe, thing. it's a cultural thing. Like, I still want to punch people in the back of the head, there, but it's, like, it's a numbers a, game. I'm already in a squat with a lice couch and like a blanket with cum stains on it. Like, what, what's a guy <laughs> smoking cigarette next to my head? Like, what? You know, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's that all about? Who cares? You really like quality um, of life go in Europe. Like, there's a point where it's just like, all right, well, if I. If I get incurable gonorrhea from these sheets, I get incurable gonorrhea from these sheets because I have to sleep. Because <laughs> I've been awake for 44 hours and right. I have to sleep. But um, uh, when you're so, in Brooklyn, uh, you know, I can, I, yeah, I, well, I can already smell the smoke. I can already feel that your your bag is inside and your fucking clothes Yeah, and it's fucking raining like outside, now, so I can't even yeah. stand outside. I have to stand in this smoky room just, like, being uncomfortable and damp and cold and just, like... Like, why can't you just be cool, man? Why can't you just create you a nice spot? Like, yeah, like, these places are all about positive atmosphere. You know, let me breathe in your atmosphere. Uh, like, waking up in boxer briefs. 
like when? walking around smoking, like somewhere in Europe, like in some stranger's apartment. <laughs> that's true. In Lyon, France, Sean Duty waking up and wearing bo- a boxer briefs, and that's it. Standing on a balcony, looking God. down over the rue, and smoking a fucking cigarette, and looking very much, uh, very writerly for the moment. <laughs> you know, you'd think he would have learned his lesson uh, a couple years ago, probably at this point, probably almost ten years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, it was probably like, for some reason, because I lived in a house not unlike the place I'm describing awesome. uh, in my youth, uh, there's always people in and out, and I at, I guess probably like six in the morning, everyone's still up for some reason, Sean Duty walks out on my front porch, which is just, you know, first floor, two-family house, walks out on my front porch in just his underwear, <laughs> and of course the fucking jokesters behind him slam the door and lock it, and the, like the mailbox <laughs> flap opens up, and someone goes... You're not coming in until the boxers come through the mailbox. Oh my god! You, so, you caught him yeah, out naked. Had to, had like, I don't know if he was that the same house where uh, you walked out into the living room and everyone was sitting around shirtless listening to Inagata Davida. I think it was the same day because wow. I remember waking up at like seven in the morning, go to work, and walking out, and there's just four people in my living room, no one wearing shirts. Inagata Davida walking and playing, but the part that really bugged me out was. They looked at me like I was seriously interrupting something. Like, yeah. oh, hey, man, what, what are you, what are you doing you're, up? You're interrupting like, what our seance. Fuck, are you guys doing? Like, what is going on here? Uh, but I don't know if Sean Duty walked around to the back of the house because he probably could have gotten in through my, uh, through my guy had a glass door that in my bedroom that went out to the outside. But I, I often wonder how I'd react if I woke up at six a.m. and Sean Duty wearing nothing, fucking walks into my bedroom from the outdoors. <laughs> Uh, we got I guess a million that's, that's a question for the ages. You need to get Sean Duty in on this, man. Yeah. He texted yeah. me. My idea of about, heaven is uh, having a search engine where nice I can just search engine. things like that. Like, what would I have done if Sean Duty walked into my bedroom or another? Um. Anyway, so yeah, if, we we played the, the Brooklyn show, yeah, and the show was you know extremely hot and packed, and everyone's like sardines. Mm. Uh, and halfway through us playing, my amp starts to make this really obnoxious noise, and I have like 15 pedals because I'm one of those fucking stupid assholes uh, with the, like a big pedal board. Shit going on, yeah, man. always. I'm such a fucking jerk off. But <clears throat> I, uh, it's making a lot of noise, and I get down on my knees to you know just jostle some plugs, see if I can figure out what's making the noise, and then this little Asian girl sits down next to me. And I'm like, oh, cool. Somebody thinks they're going to help. This is going to be a lot of fun oh, to fucking like, start slapping someone's hand. sound men in that room, you know. <laughs> but then I look up and I'm like, I've got my solder on. Hang on, I got it, I got it. I've got my black um, jeans on. Oh, God, I, I can only imagine the fucking misery. But, well, yeah, I looked up and I'm like... Oh, she's not trying to help. She just passed out. No, That's all. This girl just fucking passed out, like, essentially on top of me. Great. So any normal person would, you know, maybe, like, gently slap her or, you know, jostle her or something. But I'm I'm a disassociative, you know, like, sociopath, I guess, because I just stood up and turned on the sound guy and said, you, you got a girl passed out over here. <laughs> like, this is just somebody else's problem. I don't know. Um... As this is going on, people are asking for water, and I'm like, "Oh, someone's asking for water for her. That's cool." But no, it was just for them. It was just like, like nobody Sean, paying attention to the fact that this girl's dying. For water? No, no, it was actually Pat, like looking for water, and we're like, "Oh, he's getting the water. Oh no, he's getting him water. Never mind." Oh, that's good. That, so that's um, that was Brooklyn. That sounds really. That was good. Brooklyn. And, it was. Uh, so you, you that said was that rough. you met some people who admired the podcast. Yeah, every night uh, we we played. A lot of people came up. A lot of. Um, 
younger uh, younger white men love, uh, love <laughs> our, our demographic apparently <laughs> our demo. Uh, came up and yeah. said they really like the podcast which is nice that's great um, when we went to uh, Brooklyn next day um, Trey of uh, of Death Wish who uh, put out uh, Celta Fans Family Records uh, had some kind words to say he said he really identified with you uh, chasing women on the internet yeah. he, said that, he said he identifies he even course, identifies man. pre-internet like, I knew we uh, had some kinship Mm-hmm. He uh, he went far back. He went beyond internet to uh, like maximum rock and roll classifieds. Which oh, I've got a story pretty wild about ass. fucking answering an ad in the back of the No Scene Zine. Uh, <laughs> no Scene Zine. Remember that one? And uh, a, a, a girl, um, a short girl, African American girl with a bald head answered, uh, and uh, we hung out in New York City. Was it Michelle and Deglio Cello? It was Michelle and Deglio Cello. And she, <laughs> Is that I how you say that? I don't even know how that goes. A uh, session with John Cougar Mellencamp of their cover of Wild Night. And it was uh, awesome. I'm actually, you can see me in the video for a short amount of time. Um, and it was great. And then, uh, then I came and everything was cool. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I fought, came and I, I got a free orange Julius. Michelle it was Deglio awesome. Cello, uh, on the on her river terrace. Uh, then you got in a fight with Sting about recycling. And then I got in a fight with Sting about recycling. Sting was there having tantric sex with Michelle and Degliacello from the night before. And she had left to go to the session with me because I'm the fucking man. And uh, I came back and Sting was still there, still having a hard on. Still prone. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we've got this story has really gotten away from us. So continue yeah, about your tour story. <laughs> Um, where the fuck was I? Well, I told I told most of Boston, which is that I was next door to sports bar, fucking making the "It's Good" sign with my hands, watching fucking uh, Joe Flacco uh, make a little bit of personal history. <laughs> Great! It was weird to be in a Boston sports bar and uh, be rooting for the same team as everyone. That was uh, that was pretty wild ass. Yeah. Uh, good show, everyone. Uh, very pleasant. Yeah. Um, a little girl decided she was going to be a bathroom monitor and made me and uh, our our drummer Ossi urinate together, which was weird. Um, but you know, only only weird if we make it weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, then we drove to uh, to Burlington to play for um, I I think fourteen people. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's that's more that's more your jam. Uh, a lot of amp failures. A lot of. Uh, yeah, you like a lot of the things that make a bad set even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got to drive uh, seven and a half hours home overnight. Perfect. Yeah, did it was have, a it was a fuck of a weekend. A good overnight drive. You know, not as good as this one. It was it was actually me and Sean Duty doing the overnight drive. Oh, okay. I, uh, so what I played did you guys some talk about? Uh, some hits from my uh, my Spotify list, and he talked about going to grad school. Oh no! Not the same flavor. Don't not the do same. It, Sean, uh, I'm you know. out fucking almost twenty grand because of grad school. Look at me. <laughs> I'm a fucking bum. No, I'm not. I work. Uh, I, you know what? Let's talk about jobs. <laughs> Let's talk about jobs for a minute. <clears throat> There's a very good chance uh, I am getting a promotion at my job that will ensure that I'll have this job for essentially the rest of my life. Excellent. I work. I, <laughs> I work in a absolutely nondescript little office in a little office building. In Troy, New York, uh, you no one would ever know it's there. I work for a state entity uh, that provides grant funding for businesses. Um, I work with eight executives who make um, a lot of money, like a lot of money. 
and I don't make a lot of money. Uh, I am an executive assistant to eight executives, uh, and I'm also executive assistant to the regional director of the uh, regional council. Um, it is this to me just boring. sounds like you play snood a lot. Yeah, no, you know I don't. I don't actually. Uh, games are blocked, so I can't actually play games. No. But I'm on the internet a <laughs> shit ton, and um, uh, it is. I'm not. A, I realized as as I got this job, I realized that uh, I am not a special snowflake, and I am not going to be uh, Edward James almost and be a fucking teacher and change lives. I'm not going to cut an album and make a million dollars. I'm not going to become a photographer and move to Portland. Uh, I'm not going to be a bike messenger. I'm not going to do any of that fucking lackadaisical, pie-in-the-sky bullshit. I'm going to get this little menial job, and I'm going to work it to the fucking end, and I'm going to make a little bit of money in this life, and I'm perfectly happy. I got air conditioning in the summer, I got heat in the winter, and I'm perfectly happy doing that. I was going to say, what you are going to have is that fucking dope cable package. Yes, I'm going to have that dope. Like all the NBA channels you don't even watch, all that shit. Yeah, I'm going to have that dope. In, in a few years, I'm going to have that dope cable package. I'm going to have a dope apartment. I'm going to buy a used Mercedes and fix it up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to buy a shitload of awesome records, and I'm going to uh, have so much money that I don't notice when my paycheck drops in my account. Uh, and, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you can have your uh, living in Portland and bartending slash working at a record store slash working at a coffee place while trying to get your portfolio together to become a photographer uh, and uh, everything else. I'm working a boring job and making money. Sorry. Is that why fucking baristas are so angry? There's a barista around the corner for me. I've got a nice coffee spot mm. right around the corner. I could I, I could probably run over there in my underwear and you know no one would even see me. It's just so fucking close. It's great. But the dude who works there hates <laughs> me. Like he's pleasant to everyone else, but when I walk through the door, I feel a well, like a palpable tension from this fucking like southern metal idiot. Well, it's like I worked at a record store for ten years, and there's two types of people who work in those places: people who work there because they want to, and people who work there because they have to, because life dealt them some fucking cards and shit didn't work out the way they wanted it to. I always kept my 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 feet on the ground when I was there. I was like, I I actually quit that job. With having kind of false horizons, uh, because I said, "Well, if I don't quit this job now, I'm going to work there for the rest of my fucking life, and I'm going to be a fossil. Good and you're going to find me dead in the toilet upstairs, clutching a fucking Johnny Thunders record when I'm 45." Or something. Seriously, he he collapsed in the Oingo Boingo pile, which is a true story. What's that? You'll be the person that has like multiple people who've died in your apartment. Yeah, which is a true story. Which is a true story. From true one story. Of my... <laughs> from the record story. Yeah, Jesus. And, um, More like... than one person died in the apartment you live in. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's a situation where I worked with people. I worked with one guy who was really bitter about life, and uh, just didn't understand what what's going on, and just seemed really bitter all the time. And I was like, Mr. A, buddy, whoa, let's listen to Oingo Boingo. It's going to be amazing. I can't believe it. And I was like, uh, because I enjoy, you know, I wasn't like a cynic. and I wasn't a bitter fuck, if you can imagine. Um, <clears throat> another story, I worked at a record store in New York named Kim's. I worked with a guy who used to play drums for Crystal Castles <laughs> and got kicked out right before they got it big and probably made a fucking, like, probably, oh, that's rough. probably made like $250,000 between the four of them. Uh but he was the most bitter motherfucker I've ever met in my life. That makes sense. And uh, 
but it's like because that's not like that's not like you don't make fucking that's not life money but that's that's like new car money that's like down payment on a decent house money yeah, that you, you missed gonna, out on. I'm gonna, if you guys get signed to sub, if Self Defense Family gets signed to Sub Pop tomorrow, and you guys get a, a tidy little advance, and you go on a fucking tour, and, and someone up, up up on high likes you, and they take you on a bigger tour, they take you on a bigger tour, and you end up making a little bit of paper, I am thrilled for you guys. I don't care about money one bit because I never had a fucking scrap of it. Honestly, that's not like I that's not like hold my breath on that. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like if that. Because, you know, I never, I've never known what it's like to have, like, real money. So I can't, like, oh, my God, you know, like, I got a, like, fuck, I, uh, most, I, I, I painted houses like a motherfucker one summer, and I made, like, 10 grand. And that was, like, a shitload of money in my account. And ever since then, I haven't had anything close to that. And, uh, okay, I mean, this isn't, like, a blue-collar thing, whatever, you know, follow your dream. But I'm just saying, like, I, I would never be, like, that bitter fucking dude. Because that shit, that's a shit that already happened. That's like me getting, that's like me getting mad now about the fact that it snowed two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't do shit about it, and it's already at, it's already gone. I can't hold on to it. Yeah. I know a lot of really, really. I work with uh, many, many millionaires. Uh, yeah, I, usually, I, I interact with millionaires several times a day. So I, billionaires, me fucking too. whatever, like heads of state. Yeah. Um, some of these dudes are fucking miserable. Right. Like if any. Any interest I had in, like, having, like, a fuck ton of money or, you know, like, a fucking nice car is absolutely extinguished. Yeah. When I go to these people's houses, when I go to, like, the penthouse in fucking Trump Tower to, like, spec shit out and whatnot, yep. it really just underlines the fact that I want so fucking little out of life. It's kind of criminal. Well, I work I work with the same thing. I deal with, with leaders of business who have made their millions, literally millions. Captains of industry. Captains of industry. <laughs> <laughs> Who've made their fucking zillions on, on their own back. And, and they are, they sit in the, the meetings I sit in on, and they are uniformly, not only miserable, but socially awkward, nerv- oh, yeah. nervous, and have Blackberries that literally ping every 30 seconds with emails. Yeah, it sounds I, like an awesome life. Cool trade-off. So I have a shitload of money I can't actually spend and if I quit everything, it'll go away because it's all tied together. Uh, so I'm essentially just kind of like floating on a cloud of money like Scrooge McDuck, but I can't actually spend any of it. <laughs> but I'm not fun. Sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, but I'm not like fun or cool or like weird like Scrooge McDuck was. I'm just some fucking motherfucker with a... I'm just some motherfucker in a Jose Banks... He was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm just some motherfucker in like a Jose Banks suit with glasses and like I have no hair left. Like, who cares, man, you know? And I, I mean, I, I, if people get sad that I said all that shit about being a bar- barrister and taking pictures and shit, that's cool. But those are called interests. They're not your fucking career. They're interests. Interests. Mm, I, they, they might be your career. It's, I mean, someone gets paid to take photographs. That's I mean, it, there's... You know, give it a shot. Yeah, I just, I'm not, I'm not like a career-oriented guy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Justin and I are on that fucking find a shitty job and work it tip. I'm into that, man. You know, if the state government wants to give me money, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad my taxes are going to, uh, to fund this. This is exciting. I work sometimes, man. I work. Actually, I, fuck, every goddamn year I owe the state like $1,000, so fucking Whoa. fuck it, man. Go for it. Cool. <laughs> you can just give me the fucking dime. Yeah, why don't I just, I'll just fucking cut you a check. Cut the state can fucking get off my dick. We're, we're all good to cut go. Give me a check for one dime. $1,000. $1, we'll make it even. All right? Um, <clears throat> shit, man. So Burlington was a, was a suck fest. I'm sorry about that, man. That well, was all right. You know, 
kid who put it on uh, did his best, but uh, band dropped off the last minute mm. Sunday night. You know how it goes. It was all right. Yeah. Yep. That was a. Uh... Remember when we <laughs> did we ever did we ever just keep driving on a show? Did we ever do that? <laughs> no. There, there were one or two where we came close and didn't quite make it. <laughs> yeah, we always had uh, that. the most obnoxious <laughs> being that Austin show where we drove for twenty three hours and yeah, uh, didn't and make didn't it. make it by like forty five minutes. <laughs> And they wouldn't let us play because we had already missed our time slot. Oh, and then we got to Austin and our fucking van died immediately when we got to the parking space. Oh, yeah. That was pretty wild ass. There's actually a picture in that video that you posted of the, the, the tour video of me just laying on the ground. Because I did I did the I did the uh, I did the entirety of the driving on that. Oh my god. Yeah. That was that, a fuck of a tour. That was that was something else, man. That was something else. I actually I can't wait to tell uh, the I can't wait to tell the episode ten story because I I didn't actually drive for a lot of that, because um, uh, I was too busy texting my <laughs> girlfriend in Seattle. <laughs> I was, have to look and see if the voicemails are still on my old phone. I'm please, praying they are. Yeah, I love teasing this because you know there's some people out there who just really want to hear it. Yep. <laughs> but I'm going to try. I'm going to ask that girl. I don't care at all. I'm going to ask that girl. I'll definitely she'll, do it. She'll say no for sure. But I'll ask her, yeah, if you want to drop in on this podcast and tell your side of the story, we're going to have a like, Maury Povich fucking point counterpoint. You know, we can do that if you'd like. Um, <laughs> I see. I've got, I still have a thousand stories about internet romance, too. I should tell. I, I should have, I should have parlayed that Monte Teo story into my own. <laughs> really? other depressing internet romance story um, <laughs> I somehow I don't think that Monteteo is going away I think, no. we got, uh, <laughs> I think we got next week yeah we're, we're good to do it you know what the Lance Armstrong whole thing jogged my memory and I realized that I in the 90s I ordered HGH off the radio no shit and I took it for me and my friend Adam Lewis took it I remember he gave it to me at Scotty's truck stop in, in, uh, in uh, Wilton New York <laughs> And uh, it was like a weird deal. He, like I gave him money and he ordered it off the radio because we listened to the radio when we were delivering pizza. And I started taking it and it just made me really dizzy and sick all the time. I think it had saw- yeah, I think it had sawdust right. in it instead. I don't know. <laughs> but I, uh, I I remember actually taking HGH when it was when it was plentiful. I also remember taking uh, ephedra. I was like really I had, I was ahead of the curve on the the sketchy. Fucking work workouts. Yeah, you were really going for it. Like most of high school and junior high. Yeah, you were addicted, uh, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I can, Justin, I can see you being addicted to ephedrine. Yeah, man. I took a lot of ephedrine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Non-drowsy sinus medication, like all, all the time. I would take. Uh, what else is there to do in Northern Michigan? Yeah, so, no. Honestly, honestly. Um, why? Well, I, I mean, uh, as far as life goes, life is a party. I've still yet to experience the touch of a woman. Um. All right, episode seven. What's up? I am not. Uh, okay, Cupid has fizzled out for me, uh, unfortunately. Uh, when I don't know, I can't imagine. There's are there like a lot of people on up there? I feel like the the pool is shallow. No, it's very pool has always been shallow. The pool's been shallow since the beginning, but it's uh, it's really dire. Uh, people on OK Cupid are there, and everyone on OK Cupid, every woman on OK Cupid is bisexual. <laughs> yeah, that hey, sounds hey, right. You steal my material now, dude. Justin actually mentioned <laughs> that because Justin is a newly minted OK Cupid profile, and uh, a woman actually. We are Eskimo brothers on OK Cupid because we're currently talking to the same woman. <laughs> could you guys do a dual profile? Uh, we could do a dual profile. I think that <laughs> might work. We could also do a Eiffel Tower on this girl or a Wobbly yeah, there you H. Go. Yeah. So, 
Um, either way, I mean, I am into. I have participated in group sex before, and Justin, being a good friend of mine, I'm not afraid to see his cock. No, it's not on my hot. It's not Justin's making, <laughs> no, Justin. Justin very quiet on this. Face, the oh, Justin's room. drinking scotch right now. Well, he's also on the. He made the worst face ever when I said that. <laughs> he's like, ah, no. Justin, I di- don't think I didn't notice you got a haircut, man. Yeah. I think you look good. Looking good. Looking good. <laughs> Looking good. Holy shit. Well, that, this fucking podcast took a fucking weird turn, man. Yeah, we just kind of let this one roll. We got, uh, I don't know, we got like five minutes left. You want to knock out a couple Tumblr questions yeah, and then it. call it? Uh, my favorite question of the week was, will Andrew and Hans ever play music together again? What do you think, man? I think we will certainly play sweet music together again at some point. My answer for that would be undoubtedly. that's wondering that like really needs to rethink their like entire life. Wow! Just a kiss, throwing shade on our musical. Not on you guys, like just in general. I just spit wine out. Thanks, man. Oh, fuck! I don't know. We should. We should totally. We should do. We should do it. I should. We've been talking about it since like since the episode ten debacle. <laughs> uh, I th- we had to rely on other people to figure out how and where that would happen, though. <laughs> you know, we're too far away from each other to make, like, we can't make plans to get you down here for a weekend to sit in a room and talk. Yeah, no shit. We have to have somebody else figure you know that shit I, out. You know what I should do? I just thought of this. Much like the droll drummer Bobby Blotzer from the band Rat did when he had a falling out uh, with the rest of the band members, I will reform End of a Year as End of a Year and tour as end of a year with me being the only actual member past present or future of the band how about that i could really you know i could do it man no <laughs> not oh, man oh. all right well short answer to that is yes at some point we'll figure that out we we'll do a uh, we'll do an overnight drive band yeah, we could andrew and i wrote the song wine blooms together <laughs> And um, that was. I should find wine blooms. We should play. Uh, maybe we'll start next week's episode with wine blooms. Oh, I don't know where my MP3 man. Of it is. We really should. Because that was by far the best song we ever wrote together. I would agree with that. <laughs> what was it, like two in the morning? We fucking knocked two that one out. Two in the morning, out. man. That was right after I played the keyboard on, Je- on uh, Sarah Hayden. That was, so that, was, that was a magic night. That was a magic night. We had many magic nights together. Uh, um, further down the list, uh, weirdly, further down the list, which means that this came in beforehand, uh, was if you start a band, I'd audition to do vocals. <laughs> so apparently, fucking time traveler has uh, access to, uh, to Tumblr. Well, Good do time traveler. That's cool. I would definitely, I'm definitely in favor of making a man travel to Albany, New York. Without a doubt. To try, to try come out Come to the, my... uh, the Max Tracks practice spaces, or better yet, come to the, uh, the... Do you know where new music is? It's <laughs> off of uh, it's off of Central Avenue. Oh, good. Come to the practice spaces, and we'll hammer out some old jams, chum. We'll just try it out, see what happens. Yeah, so we'll play Caldor. It'll be amazing. I <laughs> uh, got another one. Please devote some time to discussing conspiracy theories. That's just, we didn't that's... have a chance to do what are people freaking out about this week, but... Sandy Hook conspiracy is in full swing right Sandy now. Hook, yeah, oh, it's a uh, false flag. Oh, don't get me started on the Sandy Hook stuff. <laughs> Justin, so much Sandy Hook stuff. Justin, can you give? A, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out. I'm gonna grab a soda. Uh, oh. Justin, can you? Uh, uh, Justin's gonna put these headphones on, and you guys are gonna talk about conspiracy because the the people have spoken, motherfucker. And it's time that you guys talk about some fucking conspiracy shit. So here, hold on. Put these fucking headphones on. 
talk to talk to Justin. Talk to fucking Andrew. Yeah, that's all already like the, the bottom of the barrel, like conspiracy theory wise. It's the Sandy Hook people because they're like you gotta walk me through. Harass- is this like just fucking like old white men who say this is a fucking gun conspiracy? Is this is their jam? No, it's like sucked in like like baseball players are like tweeting like on Twitter about like Sandy Hook being a total like a uh, false flag <laughs> operation. Like it's gotten way out of control. People are like actually like. Like messaging parents, telling them that they're like uh, they're fakes and bad actors and stuff. It's like getting really, really, really weird. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> no. I purposely didn't click on it because I wanted to get the fucking like the skinny through uh, overnight drive. <laughs> now I got to start reading on that. No, I know you really should. It's like literally the lowest of the conspiracy theories ever because it like involves like harassing parents whose kids actually died. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is great because this also let's boil it down is me laughing at that parents whose yeah. kids just died. It's fucking awful. No, it's Jesus, terrible. Jesus, I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> no, no, I like uh, like clicked on every single link involved with that. Oh man, that the minute we get done with this, I'm starting to read this. No, it's really really bad. Like the literally, some old dude got like tons of like emails about how he's a terrible actor and he like would never cry about his granddaughter's death. And some lady like uh dressed her younger daughter up in like her like her sister's clothes and so everyone's like oh your kid didn't die like you have she has the same dress on Holy uh yeah, no. what's the end game like what's the fucking conspiracy end game on this i don't understand no, what the fucking new world order is trying to prove here yeah no they're just fucking with people at this point oh they're like, just, just doing it just like, doing yeah, it to yeah, do it it's, it's funny like uh yeah Jesus fucking Christ, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm going to listen to you guys talk about that no, shit it's really great. all fucking day. Honestly. We're gonna, next week, we're going to watch Zeitgeist first, and then yeah. we're just going to sit down and really go for it. <laughs> Let's do it. Awesome. Um, uh, one more question, if we could. Um, yeah, go for it. Hans, oh, this is actually two. I'll, I'll answer the easy one first, and then I'll answer the complicated one next. All right. Hans, you found the Metal Goddess. You do flowers you on Facebook. How do her magnificent breasts hold up 20 years later? First of all, I keep forgetting then remembering that that was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, don't let that sink in. Yeah, I've been I've been putting my putting my you know what, you know where for 20 years now. For two decades. <laughs> for two decades. Two decades of uh... two decades of disappointed women. <laughs> <laughs> two decades of Having my sweaty, hairy body on top of you, or under you, most of the time. I mean, let's be real. Me making too much noise, freaking her out. Oh, please be quiet, I have roommates, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, why every woman is bi now, I know. Yeah, why, yeah, I am the reason why every woman is bi now. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to leave that option closed. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, I, the girls are prettier than I am, that's for sure. Although I did lose some weight. And I just, uh, I've been working out hard. But anyway, let's not talk about my awful life. <laughs> uh, the woman, uh, I only saw her, I did not add her on Facebook, only saw her from the head up, I guess. Uh, I don't know, I would have, her breasts were amazing when she was 21. They were hard as a rock, firm. I'm sure they're, you know, leathery and awful now. There. I don't know. <laughs> Good prediction. I'm sure they look like shoe leather. Right when we get her on the podcast, we'll, uh, we'll we'll figure it out. It is my goal to get all of these women, all 54, on the podcast. Please, at some point. God, can we do this? This sounds like such a great. Like all I want to do is achieve goals in life, and that seems like such a Andrew, great goal. If this podcast can let, if fucking our friends' fucking kissing contest can have 119 podcasts, 
We're gonna dunk on that shit. We're gonna have fucking five hundred of these motherfuckers next week. <laughs> uh, honestly, all right, this, all right, we we got a goal now. We got, we got do a this. goal. I, I'm gonna actually start contacting these women. I'm gonna be like, look, girl from Seattle who fucked on my life for a little while. Uh, got an interview on the podcast. I'm sorry. Maybe that's why she added me, just so that she can be like, oh, let's feel him out. Was he gonna talk about me on the podcast? The best part of this is I can see you right now, my mind's eye, sitting at your laptop, being like. Hi, it's Hans. I don't know if you remember me. Anyway, I have this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly the way. <laughs> the best episode. I don't know if you know what a podcast is, but I have one, <laughs> and it's about you and our experience together. Please, please advise. Please contribute. <laughs> Perfect. Jesus Christ. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, okay, now the less funny story, funny question. Hans, did you ever get into the Hare Krishna hardcore thing? If Whoop. if not, tell us more uh, Earth Crisis stories. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> because I absolutely did get into the Hare Krishna hardcore thing. Um, my One of the first shows I ever saw in my life was uh, Shelter and Leeway at Saratoga Winners in uh, Latham, New York. And I was hooked from then because they had the dudes in the pink playing the, the you know, s- little symbols and everything. And um, they had an info table with, uh, the, you know, the, the message of the Bhagavad. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and uh, all kinds of other shit. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, they're really big into... But weirdly enough, Ray Kappa was wearing a uh, Chicago Bears jersey on stage. He wasn't wearing, right. like... The, Multifaceted the, individual. Yeah, he wasn't wearing the the fucking the pajamas. I guess I don't know. Is that really offensive to say? I don't know. Yeah. The fucking pink pajamas. I worked for a Hari Krishna. For I would a say we years. both worked for Hari Krishna record label for like three years. I think you would know this shit at least like a little I, bit. Steve is the least Hari Krishna looking guy ever. I don't know. He looks like a gym teacher. <laughs> I mean, he's a cool guy. I just he doesn't strike me as a Krishna until I see the little beads. You know. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I did a little. I was actually kind of into it for a little bit. I had a dear friend, Jennifer, uh, my one of my still one of my best friends from childhood, uh, who was very much into Krishna and, and has a shelter tattoo, and um, and was got me into shelter, and uh, I guess that's all I really know about Krishna Kaur is shelter. That was the extent of it. So I, <laughs> I think the answer to that question is no, I, not yes. No, I guess <laughs> what I'm hearing is correct. <laughs> I guess you're right. I knew about 108. I mean, I didn't think they were very good. I thought they were just like a metal band that were pretty bad. But uh, um, uh, Earth Crisis stories, uh, I've seen them 12 times. <laughs> the most Last time I saw Earth Crisis, they played to 14 people. Oh, that's good. And that was like two years ago. It was like not that long ago. It was, that, was uh, at, it was a rough scene. that was at Bogies, right? Uh, that was at Northern Lights. So oh. the 12 people that were there were really obviously 12 people because that room can fit like 2,000. That's where we saw Queer's Reich. That's where we saw Queen's Reich. Yeah, it was quality. <laughs> awesome. Um, All right. I also, well. saw, I also went on an OKCupid date uh, last year, and I saw fucking uh, Gogo Bordello there. <laughs> oh. Jesus, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Oh, the things we do for love. We go see Holy fucking Gogo Bordello. And, uh, <laughs> no, you don't. No, and eat at no, fucking you don't. California. You totally don't. Well, we go to California Pizza Kitchen beforehand, and then we go to Gogo Bordello. Ah, oh, well, then it's a win-win situation. Oh, shit. And then I get a hug goodbye and a peace, you know, that's good. Because I was, I, I, I just started people watching, like, uh, not even halfway through, halfway through the first song. 
I saw them, and uh, uh, I met. I saw that guy, the singer of Gogo Bordello, in the airport. Sean Duty and I did when we were flying to Europe for our uh, tour with Red Tape Parade, and he smelled like fucking wet milk. So <laughs> that just shows you, kids. You when you're rich, when you make a little bit of money in this life, your hygiene goes out the window. Yeah, just shower. Just shower. It's not that hard. It takes two seconds. Yeah. Take a shower, Gene. All right, for whatever your name is. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> on that stinky note, uh, on that stinky note, take a shower. This is Overnight Drive, episode seven. Seven. Inching seven. our way, getting closer. I can feel it. Closer to ten, bro. You feel that? Here it comes. In the same way that they were trying to get, was trying to get Denver or uh, or Boulder. Yeah, I think it was Boulder in the stand. I feel like we're we're inching closer. <laughs> we're inching, we're inching closer to uh, Calumet City. Um, <laughs> was that the name of the, the, the city in Red Dawn? No, it wasn't Calumet. That was, it was, that was, it was Calumet, Michigan. So. Calumet was Blues yeah, Brothers. Been uh, to Calumet City was also where Clarice Starling uh, met Buffalo Bill, no, thinking shit. she was meeting somebody else at wow. uh, at the house. Wow. This, uh, this oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. No, I fucked up. I think that was where the house that was empty, that the FBI burst into. You know what? i got to watch that movie again. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yeah. We're talking about movies now. Man. We're talking about movies. Right? No, I was talking about real life. <laughs> hey, <laughs> thank all right. you all Overnight for listening. Drive. And uh, thank you for following. Hey, do we have anything to plug, guys? I mean, really. Um, I got nothing to plug right now. My shows are done for a minute. I think we're playing Philadelphia in like April, but I don't have shit to do until then. So um, I'm just going to sit around and watch uh, Silence of the Lambs and get get my shit right and get back to you next week. All right. Well, as always, uh, go to youlooksad.com. Youlooksad.com, now accepting submissions for whatever you'd like to put on there. Youlooksad.com. I am currently in the uh, beginning phases of crafting a piece of art so... No, just kidding. I have nothing going on. Uh, Justin, uh, Justin's a fucking homeowner. That's what he's got going on. And that motherfucker is the coolest coolest motherfucker out there. And uh, he's running this shit. He's got the fucking block on lock. And uh, all he's that... has got that good internet, this, for sure. He's yeah. got that good cable package you're going to get when the, you, uh, you get that promotion. He's got a decent router. I can see the router. The router is big right yeah. now. He's got a big router. He's got a big fucking TV. <laughs> Motherfucker's got a broom next to me. He's got a fucking record player. He's got a cat. That cat's terrible. But yeah, the cat is. Motherfucker drinks a lot of soda. That's, uh, that's what you need to know about Justin Kiss. Um, he owns a car. He owns his own car. Owns it outright. He owns it outright. Oh, right. Shit's paid for. Um... You're just reading his OKCupid profile right now. Yeah, I actually ghost wrote his OKCupid profile. I said, I'm the motherfucker around here. Maybe you didn't get the memo, but I'm the motherfucker around here. No, because I did not say I was in the tune yards like uh, some people did. Yeah, oh, I said I was in the tune yards. Yes, find me. Last week I advocated. Find uh, for everybody. You're super into tune yards. Uh, Last week, uh, yeah, okay, Justin. Uh, (laughs) Last week week I advocated everybody to find us on Facebook. This week, find us on OkCupid, motherfucker. All right? Uh, Don't find Andrew on OkCupid. Andrew has a soul and a heart. Yeah, if you find me, that's weird. And uh, Andrew has integrity. I don't have none. And uh, I've I've ended up, uh, my life, my dating life consists of lying on the internet. (laughs) <laughs> like most people, but I don't think you're too. You're, you're not yeah. weird in that. But not like my man Monty. No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm no, smart no, enough. Shit, like. I mean, that's essentially a, a, a very amplified 
version of like, oh, there's a girl, I'm dating a girl in Canada, you haven't met her. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, but anyways, this was Overnight Drive 7. Thank you very much for listening. Um, uh, what do we got? We got Twitter. We got uh, Overnight dri- Overnight underscore Drive on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We got Facebook.com slash Overnight Drive. Hell yeah. And, uh, oh, OvernightDrive.com. Fucking duh, stupid. Uh, OvernightDrive.com is the repository. It's where all mm-hmm. our, our dumb shit that we uh, we put on the internet goes. So if you... Uh, if you want to be lied to in the internet, like you're a, uh, a, a reasonable college football player, then uh, OvernightDrive.com. Hey, and ask away. We answer all questions. Oh, up. OvernightDrive.com slash ask. Overnight up. I, whatever. As Judas Priest once said, uh, we take on all comers. <laughs> good night. Good night. All good right. morning, everybody. Good night slash good morning. Let's do this. Do the music. Do the music. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.